unexplainable events seemingly happen on every inch of this planet. It doesn't matter where you are, whether you're in the sky, underground, in the ocean, in the forest, or in a city. Unexplainable, paranormal events are taking place. Welcome back to the swamp, my friends. It's good to see you made it back for another episode. Today, I'm going to be once again sharing some creepy and allegedly true paranormal and unexplainable stories sent in by viewers just like you. As always, if you have a story that you would like to share in a future video, please be sure to submit it at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I'd love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. It's stories like yours that help keep this show going. I know recently you may have noticed I've had quite a few friends on and have done quite a few collabs recently. That will be stopping very soon. I've just recently felt in the mood to, you know, get in touch with the community and get to do some cool stuff with some friends. Today joining me is a longtime friend of the channel, pretty much since we started, my good friend, Goodnight Goosebumps. If you enjoy his voice and narration, please be sure to check out his channel and subscribe. The link, as always, will be in the description down below. Now, without any more hesitation, let's get into these creepy and allegedly true and unexplainable stories sent in by viewers just like you. So, for some background, my name is Morgan. I practice witchcraft and I am a pagan. This is an encounter I had with a dark spirit or entity. For many years at my house, strange things would happen. My brothers would hear knocks late at night. Things would go missing. And when people were home alone, they would often hear strange noises. So one night, I was helping my friend out via a spell. Now, when I finished the spell, I felt something strange. It felt like something was absorbing energy from the spell, and I felt like I was being watched intently. And then, the next day, I was having blatant bad luck. Some dogs I was taking care of at the time started acting very strange around me, looking over my shoulders, and sometimes even vomiting and pooping in their cages like they were sick even though they had not eaten anything weird. That night, whenever I closed my eyes, I saw something. I had no clue at the time what it was. It kind of looked like a man, but it had black feathers covering its entire body, and its head, I'll never forget, it was like a goat head. It had horns that were curled up. Its eyes were pure glowing red. It continued for three days or so. I would just keep seeing this thing, even during the daytime hours. I thought I was losing my mind. The dogs were affected as well. They feared me or something that was around me. On the night of the third day, I decided I had had enough. I cast a protection spell even invoking and summoning elemental spirits to help me. I cast it specifically to protect me from this entity. The next day, the dog seemed to be back to normal. I will, though, still see it on occasion in my house, but I laugh and talk to it as I know it cannot hurt me anymore. That night, I did cast another spell on this entity. It was a banishing spell. I was ready to be rid of this thing once and for all. I burned a paper with its image, and I burned a string representing its tie to me. I have a sneaking suspicion that it's still here, but 
I have distanced myself and diminished its power so much. I do not believe it can harm me. This was my encounter with a dark entity. Thank you for sharing my story. I joined the British Royal Air Force in 1991 and ended up as a medic working in a busy RAF medical center on a fast jet fighter base in the county of Lincolnshire. One weekend, a very warm August weekend in the late 1990s, I was down to be the on-call duty medic, so after my colleagues had finished and gone home or to the barracks, I was left alone in the building. Now here, I should give a bit of history on the base and the medical center. The base was a pre-war bomber station and was home to two squadrons of the Lancaster bomber. During World War II, the base saw many damaged Lancaster's crashes and bring back aircrew who were badly wounded or had died on the operation. The medical block, or station sick quarters as it was known then, was built in 1938 and has been added to over the years. On this particular Friday, I closed up the office and telephoned the duty comms operator to tell them that I was leaving and would be contactable via my pager. I locked up and went back to my barrack block to get some sleep. At around 01.30 hours, my pager went off and I duly went back to the med center to call comms and find out what sort of injury or casualty was coming in. The comms operator told me that she hadn't paged me but her board showed that the pager had been activated, but not by her. We decided to do a pager test, and no fault was found. After the test, I said I was going back to the barracks, and that I would call her in the morning when I reopened the building. It is now that my night got very strange. As I did my lockup checks, I noticed a figure, a tall black shadow figure, standing in the doorway around 40 feet from where I stood. I called out to see if they needed the medic or if they needed help. I got no answer, but noticed the figure seemed to be walking very slowly toward me. I first thought it was one of the night guards who had seen me enter and thought that they could strounge a coffee, so I called out that I wasn't in the mood for being mucked about. Still, no reply came from the figure, and it was still very slowly coming toward me. It was then that the temperature dropped and I could see my breath clouding in front of me. I looked back toward the figure, but it had disappeared, but the temperature still was very, very cold. Needless to say, I was spooked and left the building like a rocket. Over the following weekend, I wasn't paged, so I didn't need to go back to the building, which I was thankful for. On Monday, I opened up and waited for my colleagues to come in for the week's duties. I looked for my friend, a sergeant nurse, and asked if she knew of anything strange that had happened in the building. The first thing she said to me was, Oh, so you've seen him too. After that, when I had to be in the building alone, I would often hear footsteps or doors opening and closing. I never saw the figure again, but I was always aware that I wasn't alone. I grew up in Ireland, and back in the 90s, my family had a small holiday home in Ballyhornan that we shared with a bunch of relatives. 
The house has long since been sold, but there was a couple of freaky things that happened to me that have always stuck with me. The house was located in a small, isolated area with a bunch of other holiday homes and families. The entrance had a farmer's field attached where people would always pat and feed the white horse that always was there. Polo mints were his favorite. One year when I was around six or seven, myself and my younger cousin crawled through an opening in the barbed wire fence. We used to do this regularly to go pat the horse close up. We are feeding and patting the horse when I noticed along the top of the field a person running across. But something was weird as they appeared to be completely translucent. They stopped dead in their tracks and turned to face us, probably no more than 50 yards away. At this point, the horse started kicking and neighing and became extremely unsettled. It ran off to the other end of the field. We turned around and this person was still coming at us. We could see a face and I remember it completely looking sinister and having a smile. Me and my cousin absolutely bolted back through the barbed wire fence and ran straight home. We didn't mention it to any of the adults because we shouldn't have been entering the private property in the first place, so we had a few sleepless nights, but we let it lie. In my adult life, I have recounted this story to multiple friends, but sort of at the same time convinced myself that I fabricated it and maybe it was nothing. That was until I ran into my cousin at a New Year's party a few years back. We had not really spoken for some time as he had been living in America, but over a pint, I recalled the story to him and he absolutely recalled every single detail. This gave me the weirdest chilling feeling I have ever experienced, mainly because I assumed that we did not see something, but I had most likely fabricated it, but even he recalled the person's face and the sinister look and the translucent appearance. That's basically my ghost experience. This may not be the creepiest thing you've ever read, but it's always been very personal to me, and I often replay it in my head, over and over. First off, my name is James, and I work for a medical transportation company. I still work there, so I will not say the actual name. This story and its events occurred about two years ago, and the names have been changed to protect the privacy of my co-workers and the dead. The company I work for takes elderly, disabled, and special needs people to the hospital, doctor's appointments, shopping on occasion, etc. It may not be the most physical job, but it is very taxing, and it's not a job for everyone. Between driving and unloading people 8 to 16 hours a day, it is a hard job, and with my line of work, it is unfortunate, but the people we take occasionally pass away, and when it happens, it falls in what we call the rule of three. The rule of three is people usually pass away in groups of three within the same month, and if you are very unfortunate you find out about it as you show up to pick them up or just after taking them. I was one of those who unfortunately had this happen. It started out like any other Monday. I get in my van and start her up and put in the address in my GPS and head out to my first run. The day was going slow, which was alright considering it was summer still. The dispatcher calls and tells me to head to the VA, which is a veterans hospital, for Bill, a regular of ours. So, I pull up and park and set down my lift when I noticed there's a lot of people out front in a group. 
I walk in and go up to the front desk and let them know I'm there to get Bill. The nurse looks at me with a sudden look of shock and pulls me aside to let me know that Bill passed away 20 minutes before I arrived. I was shocked to find this out and had to let my boss and the dispatcher know. The rest of the day, it just goes normal I guess and I get home and go to bed. As I was still a bit unnerved about the whole Bill situation, I wake up Tuesday morning and it was another very busy day. I was exhausted and ready to go home when the boss adds on one last run. It was to take Ruth to go see her husband. Ruth is a sweet old lady who loves to chat, so I picked her up and we are heading to the retirement home where her husband lives. I ask her what time she thinks her pickup would be at. She smiles and says, Thanks dear, but I'll not need one. I'm staying with my husband. She then tells me how he has taken a turn for the worst and they'd expect him to pass away that night and she was going to be by his side. This made me feel extremely uncomfortable and my stomach churned, as I know the chances were if her husband passed, she might follow soon. I dropped her off and gave her a hug. I smiled and told her to tell her husband goodbye for me. And with that, I went home late and played some Fallout 3 before going to bed. Wednesday I was off, but the boss called me to let me know of Ruth's husband's passing. I told her I knew, and was very sad about it. They said to have a good day off and not to think about it so much. So I went fishing with some friends and while venting to them about the past few days, my friend Turk says, Dang dude, you must be like the death taxi. I got a bit mad and snapped because that's not very funny. So we continue fishing and chilling for the day. Thursday comes around and I learned from the dispatcher that another one of the clients has passed. I asked who it was as I felt the same feeling in the pit of my stomach as I believed it would be Ruth. But to my shock and horror, it was a younger client named Matthew. Matthew had been in the hospital unresponsive from an infection for four days apparently. He was a cool guy, and we talked about his boat and fishing quite a bit. As I worked to throw the day, it dawned on me that it had taken him five days prior to today. I told the dispatcher that I needed to go home as I was not feeling well and they let me go. To be honest, I was a bit freaked out. Five days. That meant I had taken Matthew to the store and back home the day before he was hospitalized. I went home and went to bed as all I wanted to do was not think about how all of this stuff was happening. My friend's words echoed in the back of my mind. Death taxi. Well, I cannot honestly say that in that moment it serenely seemed like it, but it kind of did. Eventually, I pass out, and I am awoken hours later to my boss calling me. They need me to go to St. Mary's Hospital to pick up a lady named Anna, who is going home. I checked the time, and it was 3.45 a.m., Friday morning. So I drag myself out of bed, get dressed, start drinking a Venom Energy drink to try to wake myself up, and drive. As I'm going, I turn up the radio as A7X is playing. I noticed it is a bit foggy, and I'm heading to the hospital. I pull into the hospital between the fog and the lights. It is very bright for being almost four in the morning. So I pull into the ambulance bay and drop my lift and take my wheelchair in. They show me to the room Anna is in and she is very frail looking. After a bit, they get her into my wheelchair and bring her out. She smiles, a big bright smile and asks if I'm the driver. I reply, yes I am. She smiles and compliments me on how I'm such a strong and sweet young man. I smile as one of the nurses tell me she is on extraordinarily strong painkillers, so she is probably high off of them. 
I said okay and wheel her out to load her up into the van. She is complimenting me the entire time. To be honest, this kind of caught me off guard as she was constantly giving me compliments. As I strapped down the wheelchair, she asked if I believe in God. I tell her I do, to an extent. She smiles at me, and as I pull out of the ambulance bay into the fog and lights, she, she asks me one more question. This question, though, it makes my blood run cold. Are you taking me to heaven to go see the other angels? I turn my head and let her know I was taking her back home. I'm trying to be very polite, and I don't want to show how uneasy I felt, you know? It is a long drive as she is in the next town over. The whole ride we talk and she compliments me and tells me how she cannot wait to get to heaven and see her relatives and mention how it is so nice what my company does for people. I am sure she even said I was a godsend at some point. I was flattered but also very creeped out. As I'm driving, I notice the fog has cleared and we are almost to her house. I look in the rearview mirror to see her eyes closed leaning back in the chair, so I ask if she is okay. She opens her eyes, replies, Yes, I'm just tired. As I pull into her neighborhood, I noticed it is once again foggy. In fact, it is thick fog. You could almost cut it with a knife. I find her house and help her inside and tell her to have a good night. She smiles and hands me a $20 tip and says, Thank you for the ride, you two. Then shuts the door and I stand there as it hits me. The entire ride, it was only me and her in the van. No one else. I drive back home and go back to bed. I wake up later and head to work for a normal day, with the week's events in the back of my mind. It was about two days later, on Sunday, that I noticed a familiar name in the paper's obituaries. It was Anna's name. She had passed away just hours after I had dropped her off and was found by her caregiver. Thinking back on this day, it still freaks me out. The rule of three was broken. All who had passed I had taken. No, I don't think I am the death taxi, but I do have to ask myself, the ride with Anna, was it just the two of us, or is it possible she could have seen someone, or something, that I could not? Shadow people. Some people go their whole lives without seeing them. Some only see them a few times. I live in a small town in Michigan, out in the country. I lived in the same house for my 18 years. This house gives off some creepy vibes, but overall, it is a nice place. Now, I have had many sightings being here. Mostly, I see small shadows about dog size darting out of sight, but I have seen a few humanoid ones too. I'm going to share a couple of the scariest moments that I've had. It was 2016 and I was in my loft bed alone drawing pictures. I get the feeling that I'm being watched, so I look up to my doorway, and there stands a man. He seemed voiceless, just solid black, with no details except his hat. He had a black fedora on, and a jacket. As soon as I look up, he walks away. As he walks off, I can see his pocket flow out behind him. Now, you would have to walk off with some force for your jacket to blow beside. I have never seen him since. I have heard of the Hat Man, and it is the closest thing that I could think of what this would have been. If anyone knows more about him, I'd be grateful to see it in the comments. Now for my second story. I was around four or five at the time. 
I went downstairs to help my dad put salt in the softener. Now, we have a classic Michigan basement, and it's very spooky down there, especially for being so young. But what I saw that day still scares me to go back down. Yes, I was young, and most people would just chalk it up to their imagination, but I know what I saw. I was walking around and exploring a little because it was one of my first times down there. I turned around to look in a dark corner and there it was. He was hunched over with a wolf's face. He bared his teeth and looked right at me. I ran upstairs screaming for my mom. My dad was down there but did not see anything, so he just thought I was being a little silly kid. Now at the time, I never really knew anything about scary things from horror movies or anything like that as I didn't watch them. This creature was solid black and voiceless, but I could see their teeth and eyes. I know what Dogman is, but I never thought there would ever be a Shadow Dogman, if that makes sense. Our basement has a low ceiling and my dad being 6'6 has to bend down. This thing was bent over more than he was just watching me, but it also kind of reminded me of that Hatman encounter. And just like the Hatman, I never saw this thing again. We live between fields and some patches of woods. Whenever we ride our horses out there, we always get a little bit of an uneasy feeling. One day, between our house and our neighbors, there is a small field between us. We heard what sounded like howling. It was way too deep to be any of the dogs on our road. Cows sometimes make a low bellowing sound, but there are no cows that close to us. The corn was up at the time, so you could not see anything. This went on for a couple of minutes and then just stopped as suddenly as it began. I wish so badly I would have gotten audio, so maybe somebody could have answered this. We were thinking it was possibly a dog man, because when I was younger, I saw something staring at me through the woods, but who really knows? I have also heard my name being called while I was back by the barn by myself. It was so clearly my name, but it was a voice I had never heard before. I called out and asked what they wanted because I first thought it might be my dad, but I remembered he was gone and my mom was in the house. I do not like going back there by myself because I just feel like I am a magnet to the supernatural, especially at my house. In my room at night when I am trying to get some sleep, I sometimes hear tapping noises on the ceiling and sometimes it sounds like things are falling or breaking all around me. I am the only one in my house who experiences these things. A few of my friends over the years have said they have seen little shadows darting and they never see them at their own house. It kind of makes me mad that they show themselves to my guest. I had a talk with them and they have been a little less known since then, but it still bothers me. So I'm not sure if this would be considered a shadow person story, but when I was a kid, between the ages of 7 and 12, I lived in a relatively new house in a nice area. It was me, my younger brother, and my parents. My bedroom had one of those glass doors that leads outside, and I slept on a bunk bed. I know this all seems irrelevant, but trust me because this will show my thought process. So, when I slept on the bottom bunk, I could face the wall and see shadows from my room due to the coming light from the glass door. It started when I was around 9 or so. I would wake up at night and see a shadow of a young boy on my wall. Me thinking it was my little brother waking me up, I would roll over to see what they wanted. 
But they were never there. There was never anyone there. I would look outside and see no one. I would run to my brother's room to see if he were awake and what he wanted. My brother is a very heavy sleeper, so I would often open his door and call out his name, but he would be fast asleep. This happened almost every single night that I lived in that house, and there was no way for me to explain what I was seeing or where this shadow was coming from. Another thing to mention is we had a dog at the time, and he would never go into my brother's room. So continuing, one night, my best friend was over, and she and I decided to sleep in my brother's room because my brother and dad were staying at my grandparents' house. So why not, right? I mentioned how my dog would never go into my brother's room. His room also gave off a very weird vibe, almost like you were just not wanted in there. So, my friend and I decided to go to sleep in my brother's room, and I had not told this friend about the boy I had seen. During the night, I wake up and see the shadow of the boy, but think it's just my imagination. So I go back to sleep. In the morning, my best friend asked if my dad and brother had come back sometime that night before, which they had not because they were not due back to the next day. I tell her exactly that. She paused for a second, saying that she woke up last night and thought she saw a shadow of a little boy. She said that suddenly she got a sinking feeling and then a shadow of a tall man wearing a hat walked up to the boy. She told me that she felt the boy feared this man. Then, she said that the man grabbed the little boy's hand and walked him out of sight. She told me that she thought she might have dreamt it until I told her about the shadow. I've been seeing him for years at this point. She wanted to tell my brother, but I stopped her, not wanting her to scare him. At the time, he already had a deep paranoia about death. She agrees, and we just kind of never talked about it again. Now, for some extra background that I think could be useful, the house we lived in before this was a 57-year-old brick house. I remember hearing somewhere that brick holds spirits or the paranormal in. I'm not sure though, but I do remember that at that house I would have horrible night terrors, and most consistent, I would see shadows entering my room and surrounding my bed. Though, I thought these things were just very intense nightmares for a child. When we moved out of that house, I had been seeing the young boy shadow in. I did not realize, but it felt like a weight had been lifted off. Also, that was the last house we lived in before my parents got divorced. I'm not sure if that's important or not, but I know I'm awfully bad at organizing my thoughts into a story. But if you could please, maybe try to find a way to organize them and see if somebody who listens to the show might have any ideas, I'd be grateful. Thanks for listening to these creepy and allegedly true and unexplained horror stories sent in by viewers just like you. If you enjoyed these stories, please be sure to hit that like button as it helps me out a ton. The more likes this video gets, the more YouTube promotes it in the algorithm. If you're listening on iTunes or another podcast platform, please give this a 5-star rating as that helps me grow the show outside of YouTube. If you have a story that you would like to share in a future video, be sure to submit your story at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I'd love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp, and stories like yours will help keep this show going on a daily basis. I'd love to know in the comments down below what story was your favorite tonight. Honestly, I'd have to say 
That hat man story was pretty creepy. Taking the little boy's hand and walking him away reminds me of something I saw in a movie once. Much love and appreciation to my good friend Goodnight Goosebumps. If you enjoyed his reading, please be sure to check out his channel. The link to do so will be in the top of the description. I think he's very underrated, he's been narrating just as long as I have, and I think he deserves to have more viewership. He covers everything from cryptids, to the paranormal, to just downright strange people, and I think you'll enjoy his stuff. If you guys aren't aware, you can download and bring your favorite Swamp Dweller scary stories with you everywhere you go. You can download them absolutely free from iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Audible, and just about everywhere else you find your favorite podcast online. And the best thing is, is it's absolutely free, and always will be. If you can give me a 5-star rating on those platforms, that would help the show a lot. If you'd like to support the show outside of hitting that like button, or subscribing, or even just giving the show a rating, maybe check out the merch store. I have everything from t-shirts, face masks, hoodies, and more. I'd love to see you in some cool Swamped Weather threads. As always, thank you so much for supporting the Swamp. I couldn't do this on a daily basis without you guys. If you have a story you'd like to share, send it in at swampdweller.net. You know I'd love to hear from you. Maybe join me on Instagram, Twitter, wherever. Just search up Swamp Dweller. You'll find me. I'm over there. And I'll see you guys soon with another creepy video.